Welcome and namaste to the Golden Child Podcast, the podcast to help you to reconnect with your inner child, to live the life you truly desire. And here's my awesome intro. Welcome back, guys. Uh, welcome, Felicia, to the Golden Child Podcast. Uh, thank you really so much for coming. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. That's happy awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so first of all, where are you located and why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Tell you tell a little bit about your story, who you are, what you're doing, and of course, the time zone that right now you're connected from. Oh, wow. So thank you, first of all, for having me. My name is Felicia Walker, and I am the CEO of a professional development company called The Focus Group by Felicia. And I am currently right now in the United States. I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. And, uh, and I just wrote a book and I am ready to shout it out to the world. And I'm super happy to be here with you today. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, let's talk about the book. Come on. You said about the book. So I want to know more about the book. What are you talking about? Ah, oh, here it is. It's on fire. Adam Broken Tuesday. Come on, come on, come on. Let's bring Paid some on. good stuff in here. Yes. Paid on Friday, Broke by Tuesday, The Pathway to Unstoppable Success. And let me tell you, this book was probably four years in the making. And how it came about was I was laid off from a six-figure paying job, had to take a 60% pay cut, earned my first promotion, went into back into that six-figure industry. So I tripled my salary within three years, but it wasn't an easy journey. It was a tough journey as a mom of three children. There were a lot of things I had to overcome, but to do that, there were a lot of things that I had to do to push myself outside of the comfort zone, outside of my comfort zone uh, yeah. to connect with people that I never thought that I would connect with. And so, yeah, so that's what the book is about. It's not just about career stuff and interviewing and networking. It's about life. It's about getting back up that 12th time after you've been knocked down 11, right? So that's what the nice. book is about, me sharing my story. Uh, and you should know something about, so you said getting out of a comfort zone. The mission statement of the My Small Company is, uh, coming actually from a saying coming from um, the Islamic culture that says seek knowledge even if it means going to China. So that means really like exploring the realm of possibilities and really getting out of a comfort zone because maybe here's the place where you, I don't know, you can gather, you know, some knowledge, but you, when you step out of the uh, of your comfort zone, that's where the gold really comes in. You can really learn a lot. And uh, why don't you sh tell us what the uncomfortable zone truly was during the transformation journey from losing 60% 60, 60 of your annual income? Yeah. So that comfort that outside of my comfort zone was networking with vice presidents and presidents and directors of my company, not okay. telling anyone around me what I was doing, but sending secretly, not secretly, but sending emails, introducing myself saying, Hey, this is where I am currently, but this is where I'm trying to go. How can you help me? 
right? And just not being afraid, not being afraid and not being intimidated by what they would say or who they were. There was something that I needed to change in my life and they were the ones to help me get there. So that's what out of the comfort zone looked like for me. So help, him, help me to help you. That's, that's a very good one because <laughs> you need to show yeah. kind of like your authentic self, your fragile part. You need to expose yourself in order to be helped because I would say nobody likes the guy who is or, or the woman who is like, I know it all. So you right. need uh, you need to be authentic, and when you're authentic, I think I really genuinely believe that people are more willing to help uh, compared to you know the other example I just provided. Yeah, I agree, and I, and that's what I was. I was authentic. I was vulnerable, um, and I needed to change my life. And I'm saying, hey, I need this, but I don't know how to get there. Help me, right? And so that was a big part of my transformation. What is an advice that you could give to someone who doesn't like to be vulnerable and share stuff with other people in order to get somewhere? You know what I would say? If you think you can get there by yourself, you are wrong. And if you if you need to move, if you need to transition, if you need to transform and you don't know how to get there, why would you not seek the help of someone who's already done it before yeah right why, why would you not follow someone else's blueprint especially if they're willing to give it to you so yeah absolutely so don't be afraid <laughs> that's the advice don't be afraid yeah talk to who you need to talk to go to where you need to go attend the conferences that you need to attend read the books that you need to read if that's what it's going to take to transform your life what is a book yet yeah. That totally transformed your life, aside the, the one you just wrote. Yeah, so there is a book um, that I'm reading now. Uh, it's by T.D. Jakes. It's called Disruptive Thinking. Disruptive um, and it's thinking. Disruptive Thinking by Bishop T.D. Jakes. And it's about thinking, again, thinking outside of the box, but thinking differently. Yeah. So right now, when I first started my company, I was thinking, oh, I just want to help the students in my city. I just want to help those high school students in my city. Now I want to help the students around the world, right? Yeah, and so I like think, it. Yeah, what is the process that needs to be put in place um, to be able to do that, right? So now my thinking is a little differently, a little different. Um, have you ever actually helped students uh, way outside uh, your community, like uh, mm -hmm. other countries, like, et cetera? So right now I haven't reached another country, right? Okay. Hopefully you're helping me with that. Okay. Um, definitely work with uh, students within my city. I've worked with college students across the country. I've worked with high school um, students in uh, another part of the United States. So I have worked with students within the United States, but I haven't yet quite gone outside of the country, but that's why I'm here with you today. Sounds good. And listen, Nanga, have you noticed there are interesting patterns among mm -hmm. the students? Mm -hmm. what, what, what have you noticed? What have they yet to discover about themselves and their true potential? So for me, it's about connecting with your broken moments, right? For me, it was those moments that broke me down and woke me up at the same time that brought me to my knees to say, I need a change, right? And so I use that 
emotion, that feeling to motivate me to move forward. So what I do is I help students to connect to those moments. Yeah. And although they may not have experienced dark moments in their lives, they may have seen their parents struggle. They may have seen their parents go through challenges in their lives. So I help them to understand, okay, what did you feel like during that time? And how will you allow that to motivate you so that you don't have to experience the same things that your parents experienced? Um, so it's about helping those students. And these students, they're going through things. They've lost yeah. family members. They've got siblings. Um, people are dying all around those emotions. So it's about helping them to connect those emotions, those sad emotions, those negative emotions, and allowing those things and those situations to push them forward so that they will start and not quit. Yeah. Right? So. And uh, let's, let's talk about the imposter syndrome, which is something that has been daunting people for, I would say, years. And right now it's getting quite popular. Uh, first, could you explain what imposter syndrome truly means to you? And also yeah. the experience related with some of the students that you helped overcome yeah. their own self-imposed limitations. Yeah. So for me, um, I was raised by my mom. I was raised by a single mom and she did an amazing job. And I didn't meet my father until I was 18 years old. Yeah. So years, I thought that I wasn't worthy of having a certain type of life. I thought that I wasn't worthy of doing certain things in life. And so, you know, I had to go back and revisit those emotions and those thoughts and clean them out and get them out of there. Um, so when I wrote my book, I started thinking, do I really have something to say? Like, will people really listen to me? Am I really helping people? But I had to realize that those were those old thoughts trying to creep up back in my mind, right? That I wasn't worthy of sharing my experiences with the world when I, I absolutely am like my experiences represent so many people mm -hmm. in the world a lot of people are going through things and they yeah. want to be able to relate to people and connect to people who've gone through similar situations so that imposter syndrome is feeling like to me feeling like you're not worthy of being in the space that you're in when you absolutely are you absolutely yeah. are yeah For me, it's like untapped energy. Like energy is not flowing. Blood is not flowing as your full, fullest potential. And you feel like low all the time. Like there is some pressure in your heart, in your stomach, in your hips. And you feel like a constriction. But when uh, the blo blood, the energy too flows, you feel really, really unstoppable. And it's truly remarkable the things that you can... You can truly do. And I met, you know, uh, I would say I used to suffer from imposter syndrome. Unfortunately, university is not a good place to motivate people to getting a job and, uh, you know, fulfill their life, unfortunately. So I had to find my own way to heal my own scars. So I think that in order to really un unleash people's fullest potential and get into the golden child, People need to heal their own trauma. Once you realize what the trauma is, where the origin is, and you realize that it's not your stuff, something that yeah. is coming for you, either your parents, society, friends, or whatever, it, 
you can really unleash a whole new level of energy and potential and possibility. And your mind is moving from being stuck to limitless. That's at least yeah. what happened to me. Yeah, I think for me, um, that's I think that's key. I totally agree with you. And for me, it was about forgiving people that I felt harmed me or hurt me yeah. or hurt my feelings. It was about forgiving them even without an apology. Like that's a lot nice. of times we like a lot of times we wait for people to say, oh, I'm sorry I hurt you, or I really didn't mean to, or they we want some type of explanation. And they just don't have no them to apologize or to say I was wrong or whatever. And so in order sometimes to heal yourself, you just have to forgive without receiving an apology so that you can go on, right? That's some power, really. I like it. I like it. Yeah. How do you help someone to forgive? Let's just say someone has a deep scar, maybe, yeah. I don't know, related to might be parents, might be relatives, might be school uh, institution or anything like that. How do you heal that? What is, where are free things? Can be habits, can be, I don't know, uh, ideas, quotes, anything can help an individual move from a state of hate towards mm. a state of limitless abundance and joy. That is such a great question. Oh. <laughs> Sky on <laughs> so, my superpower. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a great question. So I think the first thing is um, I journal a lot. Like I have a ton of journals all around my house and there's nothing like a brand new journal and a brand new pen to start fresh. And so for me, it was about getting those things out of my head, out of my heart and onto paper. Right, write every word, write in how I feel, how I felt, um, how long I was in that in that place. So it's about getting that stuff out, right? Um, and then I think the second thing is find your people. Nice. Find people. Um, find those people who genuinely love you, those people who genuinely support you, and stick to them. Sometimes yeah. that's not always your family. That it should be, but that's not always your family. No. Sometimes it's a friend. Sometimes it's someone that you meet at a conference or at a at 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 a special event. It's just you have to find your people. And when you find that, those people, stick to them. And here's the thing: be reciprocal. If they're loving on you, love on them back. Yeah. Don't always be the person to receive, receive, receive. Be willing to give back and show love. There, there's a saying that to to find friends, you have to first show yourself friendly. Oh, right. Yeah. And so I've been very intentional about that. Um, so you want to journal, find your people. And then I would just say, talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. Somebody who doesn't know you so that you can get those things out, get those feelings that that anger out with someone who's not going to judge you. That's that cool. is, it is so powerful. I have, um, I'm a social worker by mm. nature. So that's what I went to school for. And for years and years, I was a counselor or a social worker. I just all the things. And so I believe in therapy. I believe in counseling. I believe in yeah. talking to people um, that are not going to judge you. I believe, and I believe in seeing it through to the end, 
not just going a couple of times and saying, oh, I'm healed no. now. Everything's fine. But seeing it through, you know, to the end. So yeah. that would be three things that I would recommend for someone who needs to heal certain places in their heart. Uh, there's a nice story of the Buddha that they, they said that when he reached Nirvana and, you know, ultimate state of re, uh, uh, illumination and uh, beyond reality, the day after, the um, the students found the Buddha meditating again. And I said, how, how can you meditate? You found Nirvana. Well, it's not something that you just, you know, go there and you keep it forever. You need to, you know, sharpening the tool all, all the time. Otherwise, the... I would say the parasite of the mind will just gonna grow again because it's lurking, you know, in the in the shadow all the time. And uh, in order to find the light all the time, you need to keep sharpening the tool. Like uh, I think discipline and you know willpower and consistency are really really important. Journaling is something I've been doing for years. I think it's truly important. Before you, this episode, there was a an entrepreneur. Uh, again, she's uh, she's living in California. She wrote a book about the spiritual journaling. And it's so powerful and uh, truly inspire people how to you know have a better relationship with this, themselves, how to talk to themselves and. Uh, Write the nasty things. Write the you know all the bad stuff. If you hate some someone, just let it out don't don't keep it yourself it's very unhealthy and it's really gonna eat you out uh so the more that you just uh, you know let the the things that you was i would say you feel ashamed of just write it down and it's so good for your body because if you keep this stuff inside it's gonna eat you up i tell you that that word shame it is something else because and i've talked about that before shame can keep you hidden yeah. It can keep from talking to the people who really do love you. It can keep you out of those circles that you really need to be in because you're you're thinking that people are still judging you and you yeah. have to let it go. We all have gone through things. Mm -hmm. We all have overcome things. And so you have to just, you know, that shame is, is something and that's something I had to get over. There yeah. were several things in my life that, you know, I felt shame about. I was like, you know, I'm just... I don't want to be around people. I don't want people to know what I've gone through. But now my mindset is I want them to know what I've gone through because it can help them. Because a lot of times people will look at me and say, you know what? If she's done that, I can do it too. If she's overcome that, so can I. Yeah. Yeah. Plus majority of the time, you know, the self-imposed limitation. Yeah. There, you know, it's within us. Uh, yeah. uh, what I did recently was, you know, I was afraid of heights, like big, big, big afraid of heights. And so I booked a, uh, trip to do the zip line. I don't know if you ever heard what the zip line is. Yes, I have. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> 100 meters from, you know, that you're going 60, uh, kilometers per hour, which is, uh, I think is like 120 miles per hour. So it's pretty fast, you know, going down. And uh, it was awesome. Really, I had so much fun. And uh, to demonstrate myself that I overcame fear, the week after I booked uh, another activity doing uh, paragliding from 1,000 meters. And again, I conquered my fear. But I wasn't happy. So in uh, three <laughs> weeks, uh, I'm going to do skydiving from 6K. From wow. The... Yeah. 
and uh, you have no idea the the energy that just uh, came out of, uh, of my body i felt like uh i would say limitless and yeah. uh all the fears all the things i you know used to say not enough no blah 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 whatever just 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 disappeared it's so awesome i'm not saying that do skydiving so all the your fears and insecurity will go away so you need to have a very high level of awareness but really that helped me out and said wow if i can do that I can do whatever i want wow that's awesome that's kind of how i feel about me writing this book it's yeah i've always felt like there was something different about me i've always felt like you know, I had something to offer, right? Um, and so when I finished this book, I'm like, if I could do this, I can do anything. Yeah. Because at this point, all fear is out the window. My ego is out the window. And I'm just, <laughs> whatever. I might come join you and um, and we can go skydiving together. Power, some power. Uh, are you afraid of lights? Otherwise, uh, it's not okay. So only people who are afraid of lights can go, can do skydiving. <laughs> You know what? I don't know. I don't know how afraid of heights I am. We'll see, right? Yeah. Yeah. Six guys yeah. is a big jump. I would say it's a very big jump. Uh, they also provide you, you know, the oxygen mask because like 6K, when you're dropping down, it's like one minute when you're falling and, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of compression, you know, especially on the lungs. That's so I, I don't know. It's going to be very intense, but I feel I feel ready, to be frank. I, I, can't, I can't wait to do it. I can't wait I can't to do watch. it. I can't yeah. wait to watch the journey. Yeah, I, I was sharing on Instagram, so you're going to have fun and see a, a guy like that. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, listen, what is the chapter that you felt your body and your mind on fire when you were like writing that and you were like, oh gosh, I can explode like a supernova? Wow. So when I was writing this book, the chapter, it, it has to be chapter one. And it's okay. talking about find your why. And I'm talking about my children. I'm talking about my mother. I'm talking about my uncle and my family and how I am really trying to put myself in a position to expose my family and my children and their children. So it's not just about, you know, it's about generational, yeah. right? Um, trying to expose them to a different life, right? And how they push me, how that I know that when they're looking at me, they're looking to see, are we okay, right? Are we are we okay, mom? And they're looking to me to see and to judge how they're feeling. So um, so that had to be the chapter that yeah. really set me on fire because I knew that by writing this book, I was creating legacy. So when I'm gone from this earth, my words, my thoughts will still be here for them and their children and their children's children. So, yeah. yeah. And what about the chapter that made you cry? Like when you were like, like, gosh, <laughs> gosh, it's so hard to, to share this. Was that a chapter? Like if it's getting too deep, really, you don't need to share it. But is there a chapter that really like, gosh, that's something that it's really hard to write? Yeah. So it's not necessarily a chapter, but there's a story. Okay. There's a story of, um, I was interviewing with the company and it was a pharmaceutical company and I made it to the lat, the final interview and they were about to fly me out. And, um, I'm, I wanted to get to the airport like three hours early because this was it. Right. Yeah. And, um, 
But something happened where I changed the time that I arrived at the airport. And when I got there, it was like the lines were out the door. Mm-hmm. And I'm run by the time I got through the TSA and the checkpoint, I'm running to my gate. And I get to my gate and the door is closed. Mm-hmm. The, the plane has taken off. And I am crying. Of course. Screaming in the airport, screaming to the top of my lungs. No, please open. I'm banging on the door. Please open. Don't leave. Please let me in. Mm-hmm. And I had to call the company to tell them that I missed my flight. Ooh. And I had to do that. I knew that there was no turning back. They were not going to give me a second chance because as an employee, if you can't get somewhere on time, then you can't work for us. Yeah. So, Oh, that was one of those moments that it destroyed me. And I was yeah. destroyed. I was I was in the bed for like a week because I didn't go with my first gut, right? Um, I allowed someone else's opinion of what time I should get there to sway me and I missed out on that opportunity. So I tell that story in the book and it's tough. It was a tough moment. What are three things that you learned from this experience aside being on time, which is self-explanatory, of course? Yeah. What have you um, learned? Yeah. With that experience, I learned to always trust myself. I learned that my urgency is not everyone else's urgency. What's super important to me and what's super important to you is not always super important to other people. Mm. And we can't be upset with other people because it's not their vision, it's not their goal, it's not what they're working on, it's what you're working on, right? Um, And then the last thing I learned is things happen. Yeah. And you you can't beat yourself up too long for situations like that. No. You can't, you can't wallow in it. You can sit there, experience it, cry, do all the things, but you can't stay there too long. You have to get back up, dust your shoulders off, and you have to keep walking and looking for your next opportunity. So, yeah, that's what I learned in that moment. I will say a lot of compassion because the, the imposter inside of us is making us feel miserable, weak, and pathetic. And uh, we, as human beings, we are compassionate beings. We are really compassionate and loving being. I really believe that despite all the horrible things that we hear every day on uh, on the news, I truly believe that human beings are compassionate and loving creatures. And in this moment, we got to show love to ourselves because if we don't show our love to ourselves, we're going to just eat. Uh, so all these emotions are going to eat us up. That doesn't mean that we need to deny this emotion. We need to live this emotion, but we we don't allow this emotion to become us. It's just the most important thing right. of a healing journey. And mm-hmm. uh, I think I'm so sorry for you and thank you for sharing. Uh, and uh, I feel that it must be breaking hard for you it, because... Uh, but I'm going to ask you the next level question. What would have happened if you had come on time on that plane right now in your life? Mm. Had I gotten to the airport on time, I would have gotten a job because I mm-hmm. knew because I knew going to the airport, they loved yeah. me. Conversations that I'd had up until that point yeah. were, were amazing. 
but I'm just not sure had I gotten a job that I would be here talking to you today because that's what I'm I talking would... about. <laughs> I would what, be working... what about your book? Do you think that if that accident hadn't happened, you would have wrote, wrote, written your book? Uh, okay. You see? you see? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see because I would have been working a nine to five. I wouldn't have had the time to put yeah. into writing the book my experiences would be a little different, right? Uh, and I would be worried about what my company was thinking about me uh, versus putting it out there regardless of what people think, right? So that's, wow. <laughs> yeah, I would not be talking to you right now. Yeah, you wouldn't be talking to me. You know, actually, you know, I know it sucks, like big, big, big time, you know, this kind of experience. But these experiences, what, it's probably our deepest why. You know, the first chapter you said, find your deepest why, find the reason. Yeah. What, what is the co most compelling reason that push you, you know, to go over your limit? Yes. That accident on the plane is your, your tiny dot that wow. is pushing you, like, to become a better person day after day. So, day after day. Uh, according to Zoom, we have nine minutes. So, I'm going to ask uh -huh. you with... Uh, uh, my favorite question, which is the uh, most powerful, deep, emotional question, which is, if your inner child was standing right beside you, right this moment, what would you say to her and what would she say back to you? <laughs> wow. I would say to her, you are worthy. I would say to her, you are worthy of everything that's going to come your way. So fight like hell to get it. <laughs> you are worthy of being loved. You are worthy of being cared for, being spoiled. You are worthy of it all. <laughs> you are worthy of it all. Um, and so I think she would say to me is, <laughs> Stop sweating the small stuff. Don't sweat yeah. the small stuff, right? Don't hold on to anger. No. Don't hold on to heartbreak for too long because heartbreak is going to come over and over again. <laughs> Get used to it, right? Um, and don't lose yourself. Don't lose yourself and other people. Stay true to who you are. And I think they would tell each other, I love you. And she would say, I love you too. Wow, that's power. Here's my favorite question. And, uh, you know, people get emotional with this question, but I really like it because I can see the authentic part. So yeah. the purpose of Henry, the teacher, you know, the, the page that I sent you is authentic living for inner child reconnection from the math to the world. And uh, what I see that, and uh, actually the podcast actually started like a, like a bet for me. So I, I used to be afraid of speaking in front of the camera. I didn't like my voice. I actually started like quite soon. Like, uh, I think I recorded my first episode in April. Okay. Uh, my first five episodes, that was just me talking because I couldn't find any guests. I didn't know how to do it. So then I find the first guest. And then after I finish with the first guest, I ask, hey, who is the most sensational man or person that you have in your life? And would he or she 
be interested in joining go to chat podcast and and i just keep going this thing is i don't know i just find beautiful beautiful amazing souls of the time and uh, it's quite amazing really the power of uh meaningful connections and how you can attract people just through your energy you know because you know people like uh, uh they just open with me they they share amazing insights i learn they learn they have fun we we and it's just awesome really well i have truly enjoyed being here with you today and truly i have truly enjoyed this conversation yeah. you have pushed my thinking um outside of my comfort zone um because if all those experiences would not have happened i would not be here talking to you today so thank you so much oh, thank great. you thank you mm-hmm. actually you know that's uh if that accident hadn't happened we wouldn't be here but you're not the first guest to who said that you're not a wow. podcast uh, actually i think it was my first and second guest that said the things very same thing first guest was a, an entrepreneur that left his nine to five job from uk and right now is teaching yoga in thailand and the other one she left like a corporate job and right now she is healing people you know from trauma and uh again if certain things hadn't happened, we wouldn't be having this conversation and we wouldn't have grown together thanks to a Golden Child podcast, the authentic part of ourselves. And uh, it's so nice, really, like uh, uh, for everyone who wants to follow Felicia, she is super social. So you can find her on Instagram, you can find her on LinkedIn, you can find her on uh, Facebook, and uh, YouTube, uh, tell me if I missed something. I think there was a fifth social. Was it Pinterest or TikTok? TikTok, TikTok as well. I'm not dancing, but I am on TikTok. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Someone is not dancing on TikTok. <laughs> so, tell, so tell me for all the all of my friends here in the United States, tell them where you are. Yeah, you can find me mainly on Instagram and you can find the uh, Golden Chat podcast on YouTube and if you are a Spotify user, you can find me on Spotify, which is the Golden Child Podcast. And by the way, Felicia, if you have someone that you say, oh my God, that person is going to be perfect for a Golden Child Podcast, please send him or her over because I would like to hear other inspiring stories because it's nice. You see, I'm a guy from a very small town from Trieste, you know, vast majority of the people here in my uh, city don't speak other languages than Italian. So, you know, it, it's again is breaking the boundaries, seeking knowledge, even if it means going to China and don't be limited by geographical boundaries. Explode, be the, the change, be the golden child that you want and meet awesome, amazing, powerful people. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming, really, Felicia. I'm going to end this episode and say hi and thank you to our listeners and viewers for tuning in from Trieste and the States. Thank you so much, guys. Namaste.